Oh, voice the text did me dirty. Some of my words are not what I meant to say earlier. <laughs> oh, okay, Alyssa, do you want to uh, kick us off again? Um, yes. Hello, guys. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Teen Squee. Yay! This Woo-hoo. is a podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And this is part two of our coverage of the book, New Moon. It's the second book in Aww. the Twilight Saga. Um... And uh, we are back with hopefully some slightly better audio yeah. uh, to <laughs> talk about the second half of this book because yes. this book is a monster. God, it's so fucking uh, thick. So we're going to so... not waste any more time. Yes. And we're going to jump right back into our plot discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh so, where we last left, uh, Jake and Bella were about to have a little romantic moment, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jake opened his door mm-hmm. and smelled a vampire. And as they raced away because they thought it was Victoria, Bella sees a car that is very, very familiar to her. It's Carlisle's car, and the Cullens are back. Or at least uh, she assumes one of them has to mm-hmm. be. So she insists that Jake take her back, and he refuses, telling her that he can take herself back if she wants to see her filthy bloodsuckers so badly. Um, and he runs off in a huff. So Bella returns home and has a sort of flashback of being in the water from that afternoon, from when she went cliff diving. Mm-hmm. Um, and she realizes that Victoria had been in the water with her, and she could have died right then and there. Uh, she turns on the light and sees Alice there waiting for her in the hallway. Um, which is, oh my gosh. I love it. I love this moment. I love the reuniting of the two because Alice is just like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? And Bella's just so happy to see her. She's like, you want to explain how you're alive right now? And Bella's like, what do you mean? She's like, I saw you jump off a cliff, bitch. Bella's like, you saw me fall. It was recreational. (laughs) You saw me fall. Uh, no, Bella, I saw you jump. There is a difference. (laughs) <laughs> like um but she didn't see bella get pulled out so she legit thought bella was dead uh and so she came to forks to confirm her death and to like care for charlie she like didn't even think about it mm-hmm. she saw bella jump off a cliff and she's like i'm leaving i need to yeah. go now that's my bestie out there jumping off a cliff cute I hate my brother for what he did and for banning me from talking to my bestie. Yeah. Yeah, because she even says, she's like, I told Edward this was going to happen. And he was like, Bella promised. And she was like, no, I don't care. I don't care that she promised. I knew some shit like this was going to happen. Like, I didn't try keeping tabs on you with, like, my visions. But also, I know you. You, mm-hmm. like, attract bad luck to you. So I knew that something mm-hmm. like this was going to happen. And I love her. So Bella, Bella tells... Alice everything, including about Victoria and Laurent, Mm -hmm. which Alice tries to puzzle out, uh, and she tries to figure out what to do and how to move forward. Uh, Neither her parents nor Edward know that she's there Mm -hmm. with Bella, and her other siblings did not approve. Um, But Bella makes Alice promise to stay for a little while. Charlie comes home and welcomes Alice, even though he's grieving because Harry, his like one of his best friends, Harry, Mm -hmm. has just died. And the next day, Bella wakes to hear them talking about her in the kitchen. Uh, Charlie tells Alice about how scared he was during the months that Bella was catatonic and empty. And how he thinks that Jake was really good for her. Um, And he doesn't sugarcoat his resentment of Edward. He doesn't hold it back. Alice tells Bella about her family, 
about everyone except Edward. Mm -hmm. They've all been in Ithaca, New York. Uh, Carlisle is a doctor at night, and then during the day he teaches part-time at uh, Cornell University. Esme is restoring a historic house outside the city, and Alice and Jasper have been students, have been taking classes at Cornell. Rose and Emmett were in Europe uh, for a while on another honeymoon, (laughs) but they're back now. And Alice also tells Bella that she figured out who she was in her human life. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Mary Alice Warren. Is that her last name? Mary Alice Brandon? Mary Alice Brandon, you were right. Uh, she had a little sister named Sim- Cynthia, and her oh. niece is still alive in uh, a city in the U.S. She had been placed in an asylum by her parents, Mm-hmm. Uh, and her admission sheet from the asylum listed the same date that was on the grave that she found for herself. Oof. So her parents, her family admitted her to an asylum and then faked her death and God. acted like she was dead from that moment on, which is really, really dark. Yeah. Alice hypothesizes that she cannot smell or, or that she cannot see werewolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jacob shows up and she didn't see him coming. So Jacob shows up at the front door Mm -hmm. and Alice is like, I don't know who it is. I should be able to know who it is. Um, And she's like, oh, it must be Jake. And I must not be able to see werewolves because if you said that he's the one who pulled you out of the water and I didn't see that and he's a werewolf and I don't see him outside the door right now, I must not be able to see werewolves. Mm -hmm. Cool. She leaves so Jake and Bella can have a conversation. Jake came to question Bella about Alice, and so he does. And then he tries to kiss her, but they are interrupted by a phone call, which Jake answers Mm. and then hangs up after saying that Charlie is, quote, at the funeral, and he says it was Carlisle and turns furiously to leave, only for he and Bella to come face-to-face with Alice in the backyard. Something has happened to Edward. Bella said, or sorry, Alice says. She calls home and finds out that Rose told him about her vision. Edward hasn't been with the family. He's Mm -hmm. been in South America. And so he called home to check in and Rose told him about Alice's vision. He thinks that Bella is dead and now he wants to kill himself so he's going to the Volturi. (sighs) Very frustrating moment. Also, like, lack of communication is my least favorite trope in the world. Mm-hmm. It drives me fucking insane. So, like, this being, like, a pivotal plot point, ooh, it drives me nuts. If Jacob had just given Bella the phone or, like, phrased his words differently, oh, could have avoided mm-hmm. a big snafu. But no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next, Bella, basically, it's, like, a mad scra- scramble to get to italy and Mm -hmm. alice is basically just like bella you're the only one he's not going to see coming he's not going to believe me if he reads my thoughts he's going to think i made this whole thing up that you're alive so you have to come with me to save him and bella's like Mm -hmm. bella doesn't even go because she has the hopes of getting back together with edward she's just like no this is so stupid that he wants to kill himself because he thinks i'm dead that's ridiculous i'm going to go and save him and like make things right but jacob tries stopping her and he, like, has, like, one list, one last, like, la- last-ditch effort to keep her, to have her safe because I feel like Jacob kind of knew that if Bella went to go save Edward, 
any possibility of them happen of something happening between them was not going to be a thing and basically bella's like i have to go like this is not about my relationship with edward this is about like saving him and like try like you know trying to help his family not lose their son i i owe this to them you know Mm-hmm. And so she yeah. go. They, her and Alice go to Italy to save Edward. It's also, it's also about the fact that Bella still loves him. Yeah, Bella will always love Edward, and so <laughs> even though she knows that he doesn't, or she thinks yeah. that he doesn't want her anymore, she's like, I cannot let him kill himself mm-hmm. because I love him. I can't not go. So she and Alice jump on a plane, and they're on their way to Volterra. Where, uh, and on the plane, Alice gives Bella the lowdown on who the Volturi are. Mm-hmm. They are the largest family of vampires that she knows of, aside from her own. So there's, uh, three main guys who make up the coven, and then they have two females as well. So it's five, five people who make up the family. But then they also have a nine vampire guard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's intense. Yeah. Uh, so they, the three main members, Aro, Caius, and Marcus, are more than 3,000 years old, um, and they collect vampires with unique talents to make up their guard and essentially enforce their rules. Mm -hmm. So basically they kill anyone who reveals themselves or presents a threat to their secret existence as vampires. Mm Mm-hmm. Alice tells Bella that she thinks uh, everything with her and Edward has gotten way beyond ridiculous, and she's tempted to just turn Bella herself. Uh, Bella begs her to do it, and Alice tells her that first they need to live through the next day. (laughs) Alice has a vision that the Volturi have denied Edward's request for death. Um, She can see his plan and knows that only Bella can stop him, uh, because... She's like, you can lie with your thoughts easier than you think you can. So if I get anywhere near him and I'm screaming, she's alive, she's alive, she's alive, he's going to think I'm lying and he's going to force their hand quicker. So it needs to be you. Yeah. They're already cutting it super close on time, but there are crowds out for St. Marcus's Day, which <laughs> makes it near impossible to get into the city, let alone through the crowds into the clock tower where Edward is planning to reveal himself to the crowds. Yeah. So his, his great plan is that he's going to, at noon, step out into the sunlight and reveal himself as a vampire. Uh, And the Volturi are going to kill him because they like having the power they have in the city and they can't be revealed as vampires because it would cause mass panic kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, St. Marcus Day, fascinatingly, is a day meant to honor a missionary named Father Marcus who happens to be Marcus of the Volturi. Um, who, according to legend, drove all the vampires out of Volterra. Mm. So basically, what <laughs> happened in history is that the Volturi were like, we need to convince everyone that there aren't any more vampires. Marcus, be a priest. Be a missionary. <laughs> drive all the vampires from the city. And then we'll live forever in peace. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, Bella goes barreling through the crowd. She makes it, just barely, after shoving through throngs of people, mm-hmm. running through a literal fountain. She barely makes it in time. Yeah. And at first, Edward thinks he's dead and is in heaven or in hell, yeah. he says, because she smells the same as she always has. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but eventually <laughs> Belle is able to convince him that they're not dead and he needs to get back into the shadows or rather the smell of the Volturi let him know. Like all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, we're not alone. Uh, and he immediately makes to protect Bella, but the officers insist that Edward and Bella both attend an audience with Aro. Alice will come as well. Uh, so they travel through the sewers and are led by Jane, a mm. childlike vampire with what Bella thinks is too much power over the situation. She says that, like, there's nothing remarkably threatening about Jane, and so she doesn't understand why everyone's listening to her. Um, they go into a... They go through the sewers and into, like, a normal, like, business building hallway, mm -hmm. um, which leads to the Volturi's headquarters. We meet the Volturi. Uh, we meet the three main members, Aro, mm -hmm. who seems to be their main leader. Yeah. He has the power to read every thought you've ever had Oof. as long as he's touching you. Uh, and he seems to enjoy the situation for the drama and romance of it. He's, like, the epitome <laughs> of a theater kid. He we really is. He's so extra. Uh, Marcus... <laughs> can read relationships and he's surprised by mm -hmm. how strong Bella and Edwards is. Uh, he seems bored by his existence and everyone else's. And Caius is the least remarkable and also the pettiest bitch. He, is petty he wants carnage for the sake of carnage and also so that he can stake his role of power. It's like yeah. he's he's insecure in the power he has <laughs> and feels like he constantly has to fight to prove that he has power and he will kill everyone just to prove that he can. Yep. <laughs> right? Um, so Aro has Bella go through some tests of various powers in their ranks. So he tries to read her mind because he knows from reading Edward's thoughts earlier that Edward's powers don't work on her. So he's mm -hmm. like, can I try? And Bella's like, okay, fine. So <laughs> Aro tries to read her thoughts. He can't. He tries to have Jane, whose power is to make people feel incredible incredibly intense pain which is why everyone's afraid of her yeah so she he has jane try to hurt bella and it doesn't work and uh he's fascinated by this aro loves this he's like this is iconic love to see it and so he tries to convince alice edward and bella to join their ranks he thinks that if bella is turned into a vampire she'll have a truly unique and powerful mm -hmm. talent uh, and he wants he wants that. Um, and they all turn him down. And then Caius tries to convince everyone that Bella is a threat and must be eliminated. Mm. All this guy does is try to convince everyone he's... that everyone else is a threat. God, he's I the worst. Him. I hate him. Unless the Collins intend to turn her. He says if, yeah. if she's going to be a vampire, then she's going to be a vampire. But you've already said you don't want to turn her, so she needs to die now. Um, Edward refuses, and Alice steps forward and allows Aro to read her thoughts, which contain multiple visions of Bella being turned one way or another. Mm -hmm. And so Aro is satisfied that Bella will become a vampire, and they are released, but they are reminded that the Volturi will be checking in on them and that they will not receive a second chance. Yep. Uh, and so Bella does actually need to be turned. This is an actual stake that has been raised mm -hmm. now. Um... They unfortunately do not make it out of the building and out of the corridor before feeding time begins for the Volturi and Bella must, must watch a group of people enter the chamber they just left and hear them scream as they are massacred. Yep. And it's a bunch of, like, tourists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, kids. Mm -hmm. Being let in there. And this is the first time Bella has to come face-to-face -face with, like, the real carnage and like, terror of vampirism mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, 
she had to deal with James's coven in the last book, but that was like a single coven. Yeah. You know, this is like the royal family and enforcers of vampire law. Mm-hmm. And she just listened to them murder like 40 people, including men, women, and children. Yeah. As if this girl does not have enough trauma, let's just add mm-hmm. to the mix. And mm-hmm. so her, Edward, and Alice have to like sit in the waiting room basically until it's dark outside and then they can leave the city. But they can't, but yeah. they have to like sit and wait and wait. And like during this time, like Bella and Edward, they don't really talk that much, do they? No, um, because Bella's afraid to. She she says that she like wants to talk to him. She has so many things to say to him. But she's worried that if she does, it's going to prompt him to leave her faster. Mm -hmm. So she just enjoys being held by him because Edward has, like, not let go of Bella since they reunited with each other. Like, he's constantly Mm -hmm. touching her hand or, like, holding her close to him. And she's just kind of, it's so sad. She's just, like, relishing in being with him again. She's like, this is enough. This is so much better than I thought this ever could have been because like i'm finally like i get to part ways with him peacefully and i get to experience this one more time that like i saved him and it's gonna be okay finally and it's so they make it home they make it home and the cullens are waiting for them Mm. and esme scolds edward and is like you will never be putting me through that again and he's like i'm sorry mom and it's a 10 out of 10 so cute so much um Rose apologizes to them both on the ride to Charlie's, and Bella accepts her apology. Um, Edward Charlie does not. Is, yeah, Edward does not accept Rose's apology. Charlie is pissed. I don't blame like, him. More pissed than we've ever seen him. Um, yeah, he should be. Yeah, frankly, she fucking left him right after his best friend died without an idea mm-hmm. of where she was and i'm sure jacob did not offer any helpful information what what has happened is his best friend has died mm-hmm. the sister of the boy who put his daughter through absolute hell mm-hmm. has come home and then his daughter has disappeared of course he's pissed yeah not looking like good for he... the collins no not at all <laughs> He insists that Edward get out of his sight and Edward manages to like get Bella up and put her to bed and then he quote unquote leaves even though what it means is he leaves through the front door and then climbs in through the window. Right? Yeah. Um, Bella sleeps and when she wakes up Edward is there and he owes that bitch a huge Oh apology. yeah he does. He tries but frankly it's not good enough for it's, me. Uh, it is good enough for Bella though. No and this is the most <laughs> this is so frustrating to me. Because, like, yes, I liked in the movie how, not no, I liked in the book that they didn't get back together right in Volterra, like they do in the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still think that they get back together way too quickly. Nuh-uh-uh. I'm sorry, Bella. You should have way more self-respect for yourself than to let this man back into your life who, like, so deeply hurt you. And like ruined mm-hmm. your psyche for months on end, where you had you and Jacob had to pick up the pieces of basically, 
and you're just welcoming him back with open arms like nothing ever happened and i'm like have some more self-respect for yourself because that's not mm-hmm. the vibe because he he makes some comment about how like he had to be good at lying to her and had to convince her that he didn't want her anymore but she believed him too easily and i'm like you know how insecure And maybe you she shouldn't is. have lied to her. Literally. Like, if you're upset by the fact that she believed what you told her, maybe you shouldn't have told her that. Why? I feel like it maybe would have been easier, Edward, if when you broke up with her, you, like, told the truth. Where you were like, I do love you, but, like, I don't think I'm good for you. I don't think this is a mm-hmm. good idea for a relationship. This is, like, actively, like, ruining your life and putting you in danger. And despite how much mm-hmm. I feel for you and care for you... I can't put you through this. So I'm leaving. Don't wait up. Um, I'm sorry. But. And then you leave without taking all of you with yeah, you. Yeah, leave her like, with the memories. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? God. Like, Because that's the thing. It's not even like he just broke her heart. He absolutely destroyed her psyche. Yeah. He took everything that could ever remind her of him so she didn't have time to process she didn't have time to grieve he was just gone completely and utterly yep and that's the shittiest thing i've ever heard like the fact that he thought that taking the gifts from her was gonna make it somehow easier for her no leave her her presence let her listen to her lullaby that you wrote for her let her look at her your the pictures of you two together and like mourn this first love um and then maybe she would have been able to like get herself together and not been catatonic and like horribly depressed a lot quicker like i feel like the grieving process would have been cut short if she had known all along that he does truly care for her so much so that he was willing to just to give her up for a for so she can have a normal human life without danger that's so much better than lying to her and especially making her face her worst insecurity which is that she's not good enough for you and she'll never be good enough for you like Mm -hmm. what the the fuck edward does edward learn from this yes he does Mm -hmm. he does because even in the last like what 100 pages that we get of this book Mm -hmm. he is so much better and kinder and just a better partner to her Mm -hmm. than he ever was in the whole first book and the first half of this one like he's learned from this experience i truly trust that he's not going to hurt her like that again Mm -hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that he did hurt her like that yeah and like just you need to do more yeah like i i don't know what more he needs to do but like his apology is simultaneously an apology and also a like uh like a plea for her to just love him again mm-hmm. and it's like no you don't get to try to convince her to love you again you need to just say you're sorry and if you feel like you need to explain why you did what you did you can yeah but this isn't about her loving you again this is about you apologizing because you did something that absolutely destroyed her yeah and i don't think he'll ever fully understand that like what she went through like Mm -hmm. as much as bella believes she's like inferior to edward he thinks the same way that he's never been good enough for her like in terms of like morality 
So he's like, oh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad for her. Like, why would she ever miss some monster like me? And it's like, they're both so insecure about themselves. It, like, ruins their relationship. High key. Mm -hmm. And it's not good. It's so bad. Because they're, like, constantly trying to be like, I'm so insecure. Please validate my feelings. Which validating feelings is so great. But, like, if your partner, if you're constantly having to reassure each other, like, that's not a good balance at all. Like... Y'all need Mm -hmm. to fix your shit. You should feel some sense of security. Yes, exactly. They do. After Mm -hmm. they have, they have like two discussions about this, two or three discussions Mm -hmm. over the course of the next like 20 some pages uh, about this. And by the end of it, they are solid. They are solid. They are comfortable. They are reassured and they are in a healthier place than they were the entire first book. Right. Mm hmm. Like, the last section of this book uh, that we are about to get to, I am truly confident and comfortable in their relationship. And I'm like, yes, okay. Okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Here for it. But everything that has happened up until that point is just so, so upsetting and toxic and just a problem that it just hurts me as I read it until we can get to that healthier point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Bella accepts his apology, right? Yeah. Um, and he tells her that while he was gone, he was trying to track Victoria, but he was absolute garbage at it. Clearly. I love seeing Edward be bad at something. Me too. It's it. refreshing. <laughs> Especially right now in this moment when I really don't like Edward, seeing him be like, yeah, was real shitty at tracking. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Edward. The wolves had you covered. Mm-hmm. Really covered your ass there. <laughs> um, he and Bella discuss the Volturi and uh, the danger they pre- they present because Bella's like, listen, they're going to come back to check on me. Like, that is more upsetting to me than the idea of Victoria. You, got, you and your family aren't going to let Victoria hurt me, and neither are Jake and the rest of the pack. So, like... It's chill. Fine. Like, I'm not... She is not even in, like, my top two concerns right no, now she but is the Volturi are she is one vampire compared to a whole coven of talented vampires who are old as hell because like here's the thing Volturi is gonna come and check up and if i'm not a vampire not only do i get killed but your entire family does yeah i can't have that on me no so we need to talk about this when am i when am i getting turned and edward <sighs> tells her that he has a plan that will keep her hidden the and keep her human. The she's like, so you're just gonna let me get old and die? And he's like, well, I'm not gonna live much longer than you. And she's like, no, not happening. She's like, we're not she doing this again. Says, yeah, she literally says, and I quote, no dice. And informs Edward that he is not the center of the universe. Love to see it. I love that uh, moment for her. <laughs> and that this involves his family now, too, so they're going to his house, and she's putting it to a vote. Yep. I love this moment I for Bella, and this too. is a turning point for Bella in her standing up for herself and knowing what she wants. Exactly. Because she she's known that she has wanted to become a vampire since the first book, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the first time we really see her stand up for herself and say, no, I'm not going to listen to what my boyfriend says because clearly he is stupid. Yeah. yeah. And I finally feel safe enough in our relationship that I have value here and i'm going to assert my value Mm -hmm. and i'm going to assert my voice 
that I did not realize I had. Yep. And part of that, and it, it wasn't so much that, I don't think it was so much that Edward was making her feel like she didn't have a voice and didn't have a choice. I think that she wasn't allowing herself to yep. in a lot of ways. I, I don't think it's entirely her fault, but I also don't think it's entirely Edward's no. fault, right? Well, she was probably, she was scared if she kept bringing up the vampire conversation with him prior to this moment that he was going to, like, leave her. Which he mm-hmm. did, so she's like, well, you know, he already left me at this point, so I got nothing else to lose at this point, and if he leaves me again, um, it's, his, his apology will be null, and I'll just ask Alice to change me, so it's fine. But we're, we're doing a vote, because well, my voice matters. And she literally says, they go to the Cullen's house, and she gathers everyone to vote, and she's like, listen, if you don't want me in your family, then I will go to the Volturi myself, and turn myself in. Because, like, I'm not going to put your entire family in danger and implicate all of you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want me in your family, that's fine. I can live with that until I die at the hands of the Volturi. But I'm going to go and die at the hands of the Volturi by myself because I'm not putting the rest of you in danger. Mm -hmm. Like, Bella is doing a truly heroic thing. She really is. She presents her case to the Colin family. And all but two of them vote to keep her in the family. Edward obviously votes no because he's Mm -hmm. dumb. Yeah. And Rose votes no and then clarifies. And she says, it's not because I don't want you to be my sister. It's because this is not the life that I would have chosen for myself. And I wish that someone had been there to vote no for me. Yeah. And so I have to vote no for you. I love her so much. And this is where Rose starts to become my favorite. Yeah, absolutely same. Because it's Rosalie being like, you are so courageous and you're a very wonderful person. However, I really want you to think about what you're giving up. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you the easy pass. I'm going to make you think about what you're, the human life you are giving up that I got taken away from me. So, no. Um, Carlisle also has a great line where he says to Edward, because... Carlisle's the last one to vote. Mm-hmm. And he looks at Edward and he goes, Edward. And Edward goes, how could you do this to me? Shut the fuck up, Edward. And Carlisle's like, you have chosen not to live without her. I have no other choice. Yeah. He's like, I choose to not live without you, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not having this happen again. So, Bella wins. Edward breaks the a Collins TV. Collins voted to keep her in <laughs> the family. And Edward storms out of the room, and there's an ear-deafening crash. And that's all it says in the book. But one of our friends recently <laughs> sent us um, some information because she was rereading the book. And she was like, I've always wondered what he broke. And so I did some research. And on the official Stephanie Meyer website, she says that he ripped a television in half. Not <laughs> smashed a television. Not broke the television. He ripped the oh television in half. What a dramatic little boy. And <laughs> Emmett was not amused by it. Yes, it also says that, that Emmett was a little annoyed. And I'm like, <laughs> Emmett probably had, like, you know, some games that he probably. was planning to watch that weekend. And you know Esme scolded Edward. Oh, sure. Like, your brother was really looking forward to watching the game this weekend, and you owe him an apology. Like, they can buy a new one. Oh, yeah. That's not a problem. No. They have the money to buy a new one, but they have to wait for shipping, which means that it's not going to be there in time for Edward to watch the game. Yeah. And that's, like, really rude and inconsiderate yeah. of Edward. And Edward's going to be like, well, it's really rude and inconsiderate of you to vote 
for my girlfriend to lose her fucking soul. And they're all going to be like, well, it's really, really in- rude and inconsiderate of you to expect your human girlfriend to just be happy to become an old, wrinkly lady. Yeah. Well, you stay 17 forever. Well, you're hot, and then you go kill yourself when she dies. <laughs> Wait, in what universe is that the ideal situation, Edward? Like, we don't want to lose Bella that way. That's fucking, because they love her too. And we don't want to mm-hmm. lose you as a, you know, as a result of her dying from old age. Like, you dumb bitch. No. So, Bella tries to convince the Collins to turn her right there and then. But that's not about to happen. Uh-uh. They arrange for them to turn her after graduation and Edward takes her home. And she confides in Edward uh, that what she really wants from him is for him to be the one to do it. Like, she doesn't really want Carlisle to turn her. She wants Edward to turn mm-hmm. her. Um, and Edward tries to negotiate then. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, then in exchange for me turning you, then you need to give me five extra years. And she's like, no. And he's like, three. And she's like, no. And he's like, two. And she's like, no. And he's like, 18 months. And she's like, no. And then he's like, okay, fine. If you want me to turn you, marry me first. Ugh. Ugh. Gasp. Edward, I can't with you. You guys just got back together. I am not doing this with you right now. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Bella, Bella's like, you can't be serious. And he's like, I'm very serious. You're really hurting my pride right here because I just proposed to you and you're laughing at me and I don't like it. Girl, I and- don't blame you. Girl, I don't blame you. <laughs> Bella's like, no, 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 no. This is not a discussion we're having right now. No, 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 no. Charlie wakes up and Edward hides in Bella's closet and Charlie is fucking livid about the last three days. Oh, yeah. And he and Bella have a discussion in which he insists that she is not allowed to hang out with Edward anymore. He doesn't like Edward. He's not allowed around. Bella is not allowed to see him. Um... And Bella's like, fine. And he's like, oh, well, I thought you'd put up more of a fight. And she goes, oh, no, you misunderstood. I meant, fine, I'll move out then. And <laughs> Charlie oh turns purple. <laughs> and uh. she's like, no, Dad, I don't want to move out. But, like, you need to understand that Edward is a part of my life now. We are a package deal. I am an adult, and I am allowed to make my own choices about my relationship you can either get used to the fact that Edward is not going anywhere, or I can move out. Those are your choices. Yeah. Also, can you please give me some privacy? I want to shower. Listen, I love, I love Bella with a backbone. I love too. Bella standing up for herself, but she's kind of a dick to her dad. She here. really is. And, like, I want to be like, Bella, I understand him being, like, controlling of you is not the vibe we're going for. But I think you need to really understand, like, what you put What you put your through. dad through. And how, Ed, mm-hmm. how Charlie sees Edward. Charlie sees Edward as the catalyst for you being a zombie for mm-hmm. so many months. And, like, he was so insanely worried about you. Can you please just understand, like, what you put your dad through? Mm-hmm. And where he's coming from. Like, that's the thing. You don't have to agree with him about his perspective on Edward. Mm-hmm. You can still negotiate that Edward is a part of your life and you guys are a package deal. But I don't think that you fully understand why he feels the way he does about Edward. Yeah. I don't I don't think that you've tried to see that from his perspective. Because you were so ready to forgive Edward. Mm-hmm. Because all you felt was what was going on with you. Yep. 
you don't remember the like four or five months mm-hmm. when you were nothing. Yeah. Your dad does. Yeah. Because he had to watch you be that. Yeah. For five months. So. And I think you need to understand a little better where your dad is coming from. Yeah. Because, like, straight up, I'm a little bit on Charlie's side with this one. Because mm-hmm. I still, at least for, like, the rest of New Moon, I don't like Edward at all. Mm-hmm. I still am, like, he put this girl through hell, and she's taking him back with, like, no repercussions on his end. I mean, obviously, they're working through their issues, but, like, it just, like, we as a reader saw what she went through, saw how awfully depressed she was and i'm like i view her as like i would view my any of my friends if a guy did that to one of you guys and how i would Mm -hmm. react i would react the same way charlie did and be like Mm -hmm. no fucking way you weren't this is no this is not happening but she is an adult so charlie needs to understand that and then bella needs to understand that charlie saw his only daughter get her heart broken and then some. I'll also say this is not the first time. This is not the first time that Edward has been responsible for a problematic moment in Bella's life. Because yeah. in the last book, they faked Bella being so upset with Edward that she had to run away to Phoenix mm-hmm. to get away from mm-hmm. him. And then while she was in Phoenix, she fell out of a window. Yeah. And ended up with a broken leg. Like... Bella, honey, you need to understand that Charlie doesn't know any supernatural things about Edward. He simply knows Edward in relation to you. And in Charlie's mind, ever since Edward has come into Bella's life, it's just been shit hitting the fan. Like, but any, any, yeah. (laughs) We now get the epilogue in which we learn that Bella is on house arrest. Except for school and work, she's not allowed to leave home. Edward is allowed to visit during designated visiting hours. (laughs) Jake still won't return her calls, and she's pissed about it. One day she comes home and sees her motorcycle in the driveway. Edward says Jake's nearby and wants to talk to them. Jake has told Charlie about the motorcycle to try to get Bella grounded. And Bella's like, bitch, I'm already grounded and if you had returned any of my calls you would have known that mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's about to be in even more trouble yep jake takes this opportunity to remind edward about a key point in the treaty which is that uh the wolves will not hunt vampires on outside of the reservation lines as long as the cullens won't bite a human kill bite so if they turn bella that means war and bella's like bitch that's not any of your concern that's not your business and he's like yes it is it's my business and she's like no it isn't and he's like yes it is and they argue yep um (laughs) uh so there's major animosity between them and bella has to go face her punishment she still wants to become a vampire and she's heartbroken because jake says She's like, Jake, we're still friends, right? And he's like, I don't think we can be. Mm. So Jake has officially decided that they can't be friends anymore, and she's heartbroken about it. And that's the end of the book. That's in the book, guys. Wow. Wow. So much. It only took us almost two hours 
It's so long. There's so oh my many God. plot points. Okay, so listen. I have just a few thoughts before we jump into some other stuff Let's here. go. So here are my general thoughts. Um, my first thought is that these kids call their parents by their first names, like, a lot. What's That's up so with that? Weird. Like, I kind of get Edward and Carlisle because, like, Carlisle's not his real dad. But, like, Bella and Jacob refer to their dads as Charlie and Billy so much and even to their faces sometimes. Yeah. Here's the thing. When I was in high school, I don't know about you, but even just to my friends I would never refer to my parents by their first name no that's I started doing that in college in Mm post-college I like talk to you guys and be like talking about my parents and use their first name but like to their faces I don't do that just in conversation I'll also say Charlie uses the same greeting that he uses for Bella and Edward Mm -hmm. on Bella and Jacob he comes and he's like hey kids and, like, I get it, because, like, obviously, it's, Charlie just comes home, and he's like, hey, kids. Like, yeah. oh, the kids, they're here. These kids <laughs> that are in my them. house today, you know? <laughs> but it, it upsets me, because uh, Bella and Edward versus Bella and Jacob need to have differentiation to me, because they are so completely different. And that's how I feel. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. I honestly didn't really notice it. And then... I was like, well, I guess Charlie has known Jacob longer, so I guess that makes sense why he, like, calls him kids, but, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe come up with a different word, Charlie, to differentiate the two. <laughs> and then one last, like, specific thought before we jump into, like, some ship talk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, there's this moment when they're in Volterra where when they first come into the room, Jane brings them into the room. And Aro comes to greet them and kisses Jane on the mouth. So weird. Jane is canonically, what, like, 13? Yeah, because he literally, like, waited to turn her and her brother Alec till they were, like, teenagers. He kisses Jane on the mouth, and it's unnecessary. And the fact that Stephanie Meyer chose to include that moment as well as the entire resume plot that we will get to in the fourth oh, book. Don't talk about rigatoni yet. nerves me to no end. It, I don't know why this is included, but it bothers me. I hate I it so hate much. It. I'm like, can we just maybe not have adults kissing children? Thanks. Yeah, I feel like this maybe. is not a thing I should have to ask you to do, but it's weird that mm-hmm. I, I have to ask this. But this is where we're at now, yeah. and I'm, I'm asking, please don't have the adults kiss the children. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Like, the adults can kiss the adults and vice versa, but a weird <laughs> distinction that we have to make has been made. <laughs> oh, All right, goodness. Alyssa. Let's do some sh- Do you have any general thoughts before we get to ship talk? I don't think so as of right now. Okay. Let's... Let's do some ship talk then. So obviously we have our two main ships in this. This begins the debate. Oh, it does. Of Team Edward versus Team Jacob. Does it? Does it? Does. Um, so I'll ask you this question first, Alyssa, because um, I've heard since the Twilight Renaissance began during the Ponderosa that oh, we're yes. in currently, um, people have been conflicted about what it means to be team edward versus team jacob so when you were growing up in your school was your 
understanding of Team Edward versus Team Jacob? Was it which one you thought was hotter? Or was it which one you thought Bella should end up with? I feel like it was a little combo of both. And maybe it was less so who Bella ended up with. And more so who we wanted to be with. Like, we were really projecting ourselves onto Bella Swan. You know, the blank canvas that she is. And we were all like, Mm -hmm. I... I want to be team this or that because they're really hot. And also, I like that personality. Um, That's who I would want to be with if I was Bella. Opposed to being like, well, this one's really good for Bella. Or this is the one where they have a stronger relationship. I don't think we have the the thing that... Not that we don't have critical thinking skills. But we were a little distracted by like Robert Pattinson's face versus Taylor Lautner's face. Fascinating. Because as someone who was not involved in the Twilight fandom when it was at its peak, when we were in middle school, <laughs> I always thought it was who she should end up with. Yeah. So, like, fair. in middle school, when people would be like, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? I didn't, I had never read the books, I had never seen the movies, but I had enough of an understanding to know that Edward was the one that Bella chose. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm Team Edward, because she chose Edward at the beginning, and then she chose him at the end, right? And so, like, if that's the one she chose, then that's the one she chose. I'm Team Edward. Yeah. You know? Jacob should respect that. How dare all of you want to try to break up Bella and Edward? She made her decision. Dude. Um, So I've I've been Team Edward since I was a kid, and then when I first watched the movies, I watched them... Like I said in our first episode, I watched the first three at my cousin's house when I was like, I don't know, maybe 14, 15. And for a split second, I was Team Jacob because I was like, Taylor Lautner's hot. And then I grew up and I watched the movies again. And now I'm Team Edward again because I'm like, Robert Patterson's, Pattinson is kind of the more attractive one. Yeah, He's more my he really type is. Um, but even still, I'm Team Edward because Edward is who I ship Bella with. Yeah. That that seems like the consensus now. Don't mm-hmm. see a lot of Team Jacobs anymore, given the plots of Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. Kind of really breaks apart the Jacob narrative and does not paint him in a very pretty light. But Alyssa, you were Team Jacob I was when team you read this Jacob. book, weren't you? I was so Team Edward with Twilight. I was in love with Edward Cullen, and I remember... When I saw the movie New Moon for the first time, opening night in the theater, and I saw Taylor Lautner for the first time, I said in my head, fuck Edward, I want Jacob now. And I was team <laughs> Jacob for a, for a hot, hot second until I read Breaking Dawn and had so much ruined for me. But I'll ask this. <laughs> so, like, as a person who was team Jacob, when you first read this book, um, did you ship him and Bella over Bella and Edward? I think I did. I think once I was watched the movie and I was like, oh, I'm Team Jacob now. I read the rest of the books, or at least up until Eclipse, the ending of Eclipse, because, like, the ending of Eclipse really solidifies, like, the ending of the mm-hmm. t- love triangle. Everything. Of the love triangle, yeah, of everything. So I was like, okay, well, she chose Edward. There's no point in wasting my energy being like, Team Jacob, when she's, like not gonna be with Jacob there's no hope for him Mm -hmm. but 
when I read the books again, I was like, oh yeah, I I really ship them. I really like this French. I was really into Friends to Lovers when I was a mm-hmm. good old kiddo. Like even with the Hunger Games, I was really into Gale and Katniss, and like Percy and Annabeth. Like I loved Friends to Lovers with my whole ass, and that really <laughs> spurred me through my shipping of Jacob and Bella. Hmm. I, I will say, I was also a friends-to-lovers person, um, but I was also a sucker for any boy, any male character who made some dramatic-ass decisions, <laughs> and no one is more of a drama queen than our boy, Eddie. He really so, is. Here we are. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Like... I will say another, another ship that we get in this book that I love that we get to like see more of is Alice and Jasper. Yes. Yes, we do. And I, I um, enjoy it that, you yeah. know, I don't you know. see this really deep connection and deep love that they have for each other. And mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoy it. I did too. I like, it's nice to appreciate Jasper before you find out the things you don't like about him. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I have to cancel Jasper. I'd be like yep. that. I can't be like that, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> now that I'm sitting here as an adult, I'm like, I don't think I ship anybody anymore. I like really love Bella and Jacob as friends. And I, with my whole ass chest, want to rewrite the series and delete that fucking love triangle and have Jacob be like her rock and solace and be a really good best friend to her and be what she like needs another person to have someone to rely on outside of her boyfriend because i think friendship's so important and it's so frustrating Mm -hmm. to see this beautiful friendship like fizzle out because jacob is now an asshole i don't Mm -hmm. like that jacob turns into asshole i feel like it's really unfair and stephanie meyer clearly does not like him very much as a character because she really just rakes him across the coals and makes him just the worst person to read about like i really don't like jacob by the end of new moon and that sucks because i loved him in the beginning of the book but that's that's my stance on that (laughs) so Alyssa, do you have a favorite moment a favorite character from this book in particular Ooh, i'm trying to think of my favorite moments um (laughs) i really loved the beginning of bella and jake's friendship i loved watching bella become a person again when when she was with jacob made my heart so happy Mm -hmm. like the early garage scenes where she is Mm -hmm. smiling and laughing for like the first time in months and she feels like she's finally warm again because jacob is literally the embodiment of the sun he's just so cheerful and just an absolute pleasure to be around and i love watching her feel alive again it's one of my favorite parts of new moon and why i think their friendship is so important because they he clearly means so much to her and vice versa it's cute as Mm -hmm. fuck what about Mm you i also enjoy those moments uh i enjoyed them more this time than i thought i was going to so this is the second time that i've read this book The first time I read it, I remember hating from the moment Edward leaves until the moment Alice returns. Mm -hmm. Because as I've said before, the Cullens are my favorite part of this series. 
And so suddenly the Cullens were gone and I was like, oh God, now I have to deal with Jacob. Um, but <laughs> I did genuinely this time enjoy those early moments with him when he was still Bella's Jacob, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, which is another reason I don't ship them is because Bella explicitly says uh, towards the end of this book mm-hmm. that the Jacob that is with her now isn't her Jacob but maybe he could be again someday yeah and that's like part of the bargaining she tries to use is like this isn't this isn't the boy that I love this isn't my Jacob this Mm -hmm. isn't my best friend anymore but maybe he could be again yeah and I'm like no honey no 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 uh so like after he changes I just I'm not interested and it's just like okay when are the Collins coming back Mm -hmm. um I also love the entire Volterra scene. Oh, yes. Uh, I think Aro is my favorite character I in this book. I love Aro. I love him. I love him He's so amazing. Much. He's fabulous. He's iconic. Dramatic bitch. And I love him with yep. my whole chest. <laughs> I love how in the book that Volterra scene is still pretty low stakes. Like, really? It's fine. It's chill. I'm generally through the whole scene not very concerned about what's going to happen. I'm like, it's going to be fine. Like, Aro seems way too invested in this drama to, like, do anything about it. Oh my god, I also forgot to mention Alice, who's also one of my favorite characters in this book. Mm-hmm. Because we get to see more. And Charlie. And Charlie. I love Charlie in this book. He's such a good dad. He is so... he's I guess supportive is not the word I'm looking for. But, like, he's very understanding of what Bella's going through. And he's, like, not being a dick about it. He's mm-hmm. being a very worried dad. It's very cute to see. I liked this book a lot better this time than I thought I was going to because I hated it the first time I read it. That's okay. That's lovely. That's that's really good to hear, actually. I also hated this book the first time I read New Moon because I was super team Edward. And I remember when he left for the first time, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I remember flipping through the book to try to find when he ha- when he came back in. I was like, he doesn't come back till the end. Are you kidding me? And so I, like, stopped reading it for a second, and then now it's just, it's, like, my favorite in the series because I love, I don't like the phrasing of, like, oh, we get we get to, like, learn and grow with our trauma because that's stupid and I hate that. Mm-hmm. But we really get to see Bella grow a backbone because she learns how to be independent and set boundaries mm-hmm. for herself. So when the Cullens do come back to her life, she's, like, a fully grown person mm-hmm. with like goals and like n- she knows what she wants from life now and she's not gonna w- let edward bulldoze her anymore and i'm mm-hmm. like i love that shit i love to see the growth and now i need to force myself to get through eclipse oh i fucking hate eclipse i hate eclipse so much oh i'm gonna complain <laughs> the whole time i hate everybody in eclipse we'll talk about favorite characters and i'll be like no one rosalie that's it <laughs> Everybody else sucks. Anyway. Alyssa, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss before we do some zillennial quiz taking? Um, oh, I really love the werewolves. I love their brotherly relationship. I am always so bummed in when I read the books. I forget they're, they're really not in the book that much. And it's so mm-hmm. sad because I love their relationships with each other. I love, like... This very brotherly, like, camaraderie. They seem like a fun group of, like, guys to be around. They're always joking and, like, having fun. And it's just so lovely to see how their family dynamic is different than the Cullens. 
In, like, a good way. My problem is that I... My only problem with the wolf pack is that I like every other member of the wolf pack more than I like Jacob. Yeah. I really want to read a whole book about Embry. I'd be so happy. I love Embry. I'm in love with Embry. I love Embry (laughs) Same. I'm like, I am so in love with Embry. I wish there was like, actually, no, I don't want Stephanie Meyer to touch that man and ruin him for me because I know she would. I want to read Embry Call on my list of favorite characters. Oh, yes. Same. Same, same, same. Because he's a true delight and I love him dearly. Should we do some zillennial quiz taking time? Yes! Yay! Okay, so this time we have a Witch Twilight Saga Wolfpack member are you quiz. Um, So, fair warning, if y'all are going to go take this quiz, um, some of the results may be a little bit spoilery uh, from Eclipse. Uh, We have some, uh, just, you know, spoilers. We have some new additions to the Wolfpack in Eclipse. And so we may end up with a few know a few spoiler spoilery answers but that's okay we're <laughs> yeah. gonna take it anyway and we're gonna find out which member of the wolf pack we are there you go. all right Alyssa, do you have any predictions who do you think you're gonna be i really honestly don't know <laughs> i'm stumped me too i think i i don't think i'm gonna be jake and i don't think i'm gonna be leah i think yeah. honestly i might end up being no actually i think i might end up being jake oh i don't think i'm gonna be paul but I think I might end up being Jake, which makes me angry. I'm sorry We're for gonna your see loss. Though. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all on the other side. Ooh. Oh, no, no. Oh, Interesting. No. Okay, you sound like you need to go first. Or do you want me to go first? Because mine is mine is fairly tame. Let's, let's go. Let's hear you. Okay, I got Sam. Oh. You're a natural born leader. Nice. I was not expecting that uh, at all, honestly, but I'll take it. I like Sam. I was going to say, Sam's a good bean. Don't mind him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you get, Alyssa? Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Ripper Rooney. It's because I've been defending him this whole fucking episode. I mean, not defending his all of his actions because we can critique the things we like. But I got Jacob. You're loyal to those you care about most. I mean, I guess so. It's not a quality I would attribute to Jacob, but pop off. (laughs) I guess. So if y'all want to take that quiz, we'll put it in the episode description. And uh, we will find another fun one for next week's episode where we are going to cover the New Moon movie. Yes! Oh, this movie's so good. The golden aesthetic, I, the scoring, the soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack of all Twilight movies. I'm very excited. <laughs> all right. Alyssa, any final thoughts? Um, good book. I think it's my favorite out of the series. It's, uh, it's still Stephanie Meyer's writing, so of course it's still problematic in lots of wonderful ways, but tamer than the rest of the series you know that we're gonna get next those are my final thoughts my final thoughts are also good book this one was better written than the first one yep i think i liked it less because uh there was less cullen drama yeah um but i did i did enjoy it and i'm 
I can't tell whether or not I'm looking forward to reading the next one. No. Um, so right now I'm just going to hold on to the fact that uh, I'm going to enjoy watching the film mm-hmm. and roasting the hell out of it with you next week. Yes. Yes. That is what I'm looking <laughs> forward to. We are not thinking about how now we have to read Eclipse. <laughs> not going to think about that. <laughs> Simply the new moon movies on my mind. <laughs> all righty all righty all righty all right uh Alyssa, where can they find the podcast okay friends you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts and soundcloud if you listen to your podcast on spotify and apple podcasts subscribe and i think it's just subscribe and download our episodes because we want people to find us if you listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, go ahead and give us a review, rate and oh, review yes. us. We'd love that. Um, but you can't do that on Spotify. No, you can't. So do it on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to connect with us, though, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have longer thoughts, you can always send us an email at tnsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Um, this week, send me your essays, uh, defending Team Jacob. Yeah, I would really like to hear your takes, because, you know, I straddle that line. See if you can sway me either way. (laughs) (laughs) Really living in the middle neutral zone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. All right. Y'all. See you next time, y'all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us during this two-parter. Oh, it's going to uh, be over two hours. It. Sorry, guys. Yep. Enjoy. Yeah, but it's fine because we're splitting We're splitting it up between two weeks. So enjoy these, like, you know, these, these couple months where you're going to get, like, you know, an extra little yes. T-Squee episode you get, every, every few weeks here. You're, you're getting so much more content from us right now, guys. Very exciting. Yeah, we getting- love to see it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because after we cover the Twilight Saga, I think we're going back to an, a movie or something. Something nice and yeah, easy. Gonna... Mm-hmm. Maybe another Starkin musical. Oh, that'd be so, like, if you guys, Yeah, if y'all want us to cover a Starkin musical after we're done with Twilight, uh, let us know which one you want us to cover mm-hmm. so that we know which one to cover next. Yes. Cool? Yes, that would be lovely. Cool. Yeah. Tweet at us. Yes. Let us know. I... <laughs> I want to know which Starkid musical to binge watch, so hit us Yay. up. Yay! <laughs> okay. okay, y'all. We'll see you next time. See you next time. time. Bye. Bye.